Hi, welcome back to Make Do. I'm Julia Scott. And I'm Tiff Arman. And I have had to like both reconsider and reaffirm and then reconsider again my attitude of it's good to talk about things um, because I was rejected from the art teacher program. I wasn't even technically rejected as such. My work samples weren't considered adequate to like go on to the actual admissions process. I'm so sorry to hear that. That just... It just sucks, right? It does. It. What I, else can you say is beside that sucks? <laughs> I'm not ashamed to say that I cried for half an hour. And uh, it may also, like, I think everyone's a little extra on edge in general. So I might not have cried like a regular year, but I probably still would have because I really wanted it. And what's weird is, like, there was no more information. I just got a letter in the mail saying, like, we've gone through everyone's work and yours didn't pass. And I've emailed to ask, like, if if they can say anything more, because if I apply again, I would want to do what is because it's it's hard because like one half of me or one there's going to be many halves of me in this episode, but like one part of me, you know, is like, oh yeah, no, it's because I suck. It's because everything sucked, and then part of me is like, well, if if they didn't go on like through to the admissions process where they would like judge the actual works right then maybe it was a technicality like i misunderstood one of the instructions or you know something like that yeah yeah because you know i mean like if if they just like failed the initial i don't know ocular observation i don't know like what you would call it even right like if you were saying like if there was something that would disqualify you because like you didn't fill things out properly or something like that exactly like like, that's why you didn't move forward and it's like well i'd love to be able to change that in the future and it's like you understand why if they have so many applicants why they have to weed out that kind of stuff first and then keep moving on so yeah i think that that question is completely valid because also like because usually like most years they have like i think they have about 60 applicants every year about 30 of them have like are deemed complete in their application with all the work samples and everything and of those 15 or 16 are accepted into the program you know it's hard to know like is that does that mean that those the 30 people who didn't um, make it like didn't have everything that was needed were a bunch of those like people who don't know how to make a pdf i do know how to make a pdf but you know what i mean like or they misunderstood something and then I'm like, so why couldn't they then say, because if it was a technicality, you'd think maybe they would say, you misunderstood this part, go back and dot your eyes, or they figure they'll have enough qualified applicants. I don't know. It's it's really hard to not think about it too much. I don't know if you know this, but I'm an overthinker. I have a podcast where I think about things. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's also the possibility that this year they received a lot of applications, like maybe way more than they do on a normal year. Yeah. Somebody said that, that it might be that, and I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, that, you know, a lot of people are maybe looking either because they lost their jobs or, you know, reprioritized their happiness <laughs> or something and are applying for like you know, professional training of of different kinds like to change change careers but yeah there was there was definitely half an hour of crying and probably another hour of just like staring blankly and being like i am i am the worst i am bad everything is bad are there other programs that you can apply to i'm sure you've thought of this like you have to i mean being that you reacted so 
I don't want to say severely. I think it's an appropriate <laughs> reaction. But strongly. But like being that, yeah, being that like you felt strongly about not getting in, does this encourage you now to move forward and continue to apply or to find another way in or or just researching other avenues to still get in the same end result? So one thing that is really, really nice is because um, I, you know, I, I told uh, initially, you know, a bunch of the people that I'd asked for just input, like friends of mine who are um, arts or crafts teachers or who, you know, are artists or work with this stuff. And one of them was like, well, would you want to sub for me one day a week at the school where I work? Because I have one more class in my on my docket that will fit in my schedule. So I have um, emailed with that principal because they they don't require you to have full teacher certification for for subbing, I guess. So that's really fun. Like, that's a way in. It could be a way to be like, maybe discover that, oh my God, no, I absolutely do not want to do this. <laughs> I'm not going to reapply. But it, it's... But it's also a good, like, you know, um, tick mark of like, oh, hey, I have now been in a classroom, right? Exactly. Like, it's, yeah. it's a line on the resume that could advance a, um, a further application. Yeah. And so I can't apply for any programs that I know of for this fall, and there aren't that many in the country in general. And I think there are a couple that are, well, partly online, and then there's a couple of meetups a year, I guess. But most of them, the the few others that are, I think, are in other parts of the country. And I think most of them only open once a year. So I would have to apply in a year, not in six months. Is there any opportunities outside of the country? Like, would you then become a more um, interesting applicant if you applied in a different country? Because now you are like a foreign demographic. <laughs> no, I think. Right. It, I mean, that would be really fun. But no, because I think I would still need to take at least a year or two of like Swedish teacher certification. So I would have like the craft skills, right, right. but really like for craft and art teachers, primarily like textile crafts, the the crafting isn't really the main part of it because what you're doing is you know teaching kids to problem solve and think about materials and things and so you need a lot of the the teacher training and it's it's hard because you know the instinct is as I think you mentioned a couple of episodes ago is just like you know if 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 at first you don't succeed run away pretend you never tried you never wanted it to begin with you know like you you, <laughs> you drop things and you know I I did I did really want this and I do still really want this. But then it's also, you know, next year I'll be 40. And, you know, with every year, of course, you can change careers at any time. But in a four and a half year program, that does make it later and later to get out there. And like the the journalism business is is not getting better. And... Right now, every market in Sweden, every summer market, every outdoor market is canceled pretty much. So I'm I'm in a very weird limbo. And another part of that limbo is that like, you know, my 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 energy levels are a million times better than they were last year at this time, mm -hmm. but they're still a little up and down. I still, you know, my, my blood oxygen saturation will drop a couple of times a day, if not more. Uh, so, like, I also, like, don't necessarily know 
where I'll be at this fall. Like if I apply for regular jobs, if I apply for teaching jobs or other things, which was true when I applied to 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 go to school as well. Time for a Twitch-based crafting career. Yes. <laughs> or some sort of like streaming or, you know, really quadruple and and quintuplet down on your podcasting. <laughs> Pretty much. Like right? that that may just be it because like, you know, what do you what do you do? And, the, you know, this is something that's a reality for a lot of people a lot of the time, like, you know, people who are chronically ill, but also in general, like industries change, pandemics happen and people <laughs> lose their jobs or times are tough. I mean, there's absolutely no shame in like starting up a Patreon and being like, hey, I'm going to have some knitting classes over here or some pottery classes that I will make available to Patreon members or for sale or or whatever. I think that that's a total legitimate thing. And then that could also become things that are a little bit maybe fuel for a future resume if you do want to apply again in a year. Mm -hmm. Does Is that something that can get tied in? Well, that's what's so weird about these programs is for some of them, you have like, you know, application letters or mini essays. And here you don't. It's only like your your grades from high school and your SATs, except my, my Swedish SATs have expired. So I should take them again. And then the work samples. And you can't write anything beyond what they instruct you to write in the PDF with the samples. And it's so weird to not be able to be like, hey, I've done a lot of lecturing and workshops, like I've I've have experience with teaching and you know, I've written a book about knitting and like I you know, I do all this stuff. So it is it is really, really weird. And you know, this is basically the episode is, you know, trying to not not that we are gonna figure out what I'm gonna do, but talking about like how do you decide? If you want to try again, like, what do you do when you get rejected? Because as as artists, the rejection can be both very, very literal. You know, you don't get into an art show or a program or a residency or, uh, you know, people don't buy your things or it can be more sort of vague, like people don't like your posts as much as you thought they did last time you know like or or you feel like people don't look at your things or talk you know you get reviews of your art that are kind of vaguely damning with praise you know what I mean like there's there's very there's a lot of different kinds of rejection for for artists so as we go forward in this episode and talk about rejection I I guess the best way for us to discuss that together is to you know, give the what what do we do when we get rejected? And I don't know, for me, when I first get rejected, I shut down all new ideas. Like my brain just says anything that anyone suggests, I'm going to hate and I'm going to be <laughs> down on it and I'm going to be in a bad, bad mood. And so do not suggest anything positive or interesting or anything because I will immediately put up that wall and completely shut it down because I just want I just like need to feel bad for a little while. Right. Like I yeah. don't need new I mean, ideas. Like my wounds. Yeah, I just I need to feel bad. So did you go through that stage where you said, you know, things were upsetting at first? So did you and are you now into the accepting new ideas stage or do you do you totally bypass the the shutting out stage and oh no no, no. i i shut down uh i i don't think i shut out but it was more like i i don't accept cheering like when people are like when you when people say stuff like well it was probably just a technicality and i'm still in 
no, it's because I am bad and I should feel bad, you know? Um, but I think I'm into the the good ideas. Uh, with with this particular situation, it's hard because like there are, not to say there are no ideas that can fix it. I'm sure there there could be, but you know, like this is a program, it opens once a year. I have email to see what I can do better for next year. You need to find out who is on the deciding board and secretly become friends with them throughout the year. <laughs> That's your new goal is That's to find out who these people are reviewing the applicants and become their best friend. I'm going to alternate sending muffins and bags of flaming poo to the school. <laughs> No, no, we're not going to be creepy or or aggressive. We are just going to become like, hey, like friends, like friend, friend, like just friends. And then that's 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 your way in. (laughs) True. (laughs) It's the it's the long con, Julia. You have to. And then and then it's going to be terrible because you're actually going to like them and you're going to want to stay friends. And then you have to admit that you started the entire plot just to get into school and your friendship's going to break up for a little while. Are no? you writing and a then, rom-com? Then you're going to come back together. <laughs> you're writing a rom-com and I like it, but um, a friend rom-com. Uh, but so like the things that basically for me, there are like three things that I have to do now and to, to sort of like move on at least for the time being. And one of them is just come to terms, you know, and the second one is the you know, really big one, which is like, okay, so what do I do for now? Because like a life plan, you know, I I was going to have to work parallel to this, but you know, I need to decide like, do I apply for uh, a jobby job? Do I try to double down on freelancing with the writing? Do I maybe focus more heavily on the pottery and like online sales or something else. Do I become a weaver? (laughs) Uh, Do I, you know, and then the third one is, you know, how do I, how do I keep working on art stuff? Like, do I, should I like, you know, go back to evening classes and work on painting so that I can do better both next year and just in general? Do I take up a new craft to cheer myself up? Do I get super good at pottery so that I can thumb my nose at the application board and just be like, look at this. I made this cool thing. You could have had me, but you don't, you know? So my initial thought of advice for this, which you probably already thought of, but I'm going to say it for our podcast because we talk about (laughs) stuff here. If you were going into applying for a teaching program, why wouldn't you now kind of take the reins on that yourself? And because there's like a year that you need to wait to reapply anyway, spend that time finding a way to teach under your own power, right? Like mm-hmm. teaching um, adult classes or going to a local uh, library or community group or something and putting yourself out there and being like, hey, I'd love to do this. Or um, a kid's camp, like, right, like either in person or online. There's so many camps who are looking for people to just like, volunteer time to, you know, have something different for the kids to do, especially during the summer. Um, I don't know if it's like that in Sweden, but it certainly is here. And it could just be like a a one-off thing. It could be a, you know, three class little <laughs> mini thing that they sign up for and Mini-series. they basically pay for materials. <laughs> um, 
there's like a whole bunch and then also there is like twitch and um (laughs) it's crazy to say but tiktok like there are so many online streaming venues that could also open up a way for like here i'm starting to like teach some classes like maybe some basic stuff for free more advanced stuff for like a little bit of a paid entry you do have an online presence and an audience so you're not starting from zero there so that that's like a couple different weird little branches to start testing to see if like, do I like teaching classes? Do I like being the instructor and guiding people through these things? Or is this something that like, I'm kind of exhausted by already? And you could also do it on your own terms in that how many times you do it? How many times a week? Is it a one-off thing? Is it like, oh, I'm teaching a, I'm doing this crazy meetup in a park. Like there's so (laughs) many websites for like rando meetups and we're like, come to this park. We're all going to knit and I'm going to teach you how to knit. Beginners welcome. Like I will teach you how to cast on and you will leave with a scarf in the middle of the summer. Like there's, I feel like there's a lot of like weird little things, but they're also self-powered. So it's like, it's all about where your motivation comes from and like seeking out these little opportunities that might end up feeling like, wow, I just put in a whole bunch of work for almost no return. But it could also guide you a little bit in figuring out like what you like to do and what you don't like to do. You know, I've been thinking a little bit about this, but I love the way you're putting it like the the I'm not gonna say enthusiasm, because that sounds like I'm being sarcastic. But like, because I think part of it is that I'm not I'm not the business entrepreneurial type, you know, like I'm the entrepreneurial type in that I like to try things and do things. But then I think part of it is I have this idea that like you should be really good at something to teach it. But to teach beginner beginners, you just have to be slightly beyond intermediate, you know, and also I think I'm probably better at things than I think I am. And I think you're right. I think, you know, you you do have to like dedicate yourself to it. You can't just like become a, a nitfluencer or a clayfluencer just because you're like cute and have clay. You need to focus on it. But yeah, holding classes, I know that, you know, some like continuing education people need people to hold classes and, you know, inspire people is what I like to do. And I could focus on doing that. Especially now where people are looking for more stuff to do. And as everyone's getting vaccinated, people are getting out there more, they're looking for more things to occupy themselves, like even if maybe they didn't occupy themselves all through the pandemic, or maybe (laughs) they're finally being like, wow, I can occupy myself or or, I got into knitting a little bit, but I want to learn now in person and learn a little bit more. And there's just like there are, there's always, I I just I feel like there are always places where people are looking to get out and do stuff. And everyone always has different schedules for self-motivation. And you should be the one that's there, like (laughs) picking up the pieces and being like, hey, you want to learn how to knit? I can totally teach you. Or do something like really progressive and cool and be like knitting for little boys, right? Like that's so awesome. Like teach little boys how to knit and like market it that way in that it's a special cool thing that you're going to do. And I think what I've also realized is that people want to learn all sorts of things. Like you can hold a class that's just like, hey, here's an hour about different kinds of wool or different things that you can make. You know, like it doesn't even have to be a teaching thing. It can just be like, here's how you recognize different kinds of fabric. You know, you pay $2 and then you get a video about burn tests or 
whatever it might be. Yeah, I mean, there's people, there are people out there who are looking for stuff to do. And especially if you are involved in an active community center or an active library or just like an active message board on a town, anything like that, there, like, there's so many opportunities to just like get, you know, five people involved in something, even if it's pretty small. You And again, you can also do it online if there are still, um, you know, restrictions in place, but there there are a lot of things like that. And I think that that's one thing my parents very positively encouraged in me was the idea of self-starting stuff. Of and monetizing not being your hobby, Tiff. Is that what you're saying? Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. Ah! That's it. That's it. It's coming back. It's oh, yes. Yeah. The ways to. Mo- so when you need to monetize your hobby, <laughs> I have a, a very large basket of ways to do that. all right so say that you were going to monetize your hobby say right now with glass what would you do would you focus on tiktok because i think what's hard also with if you if you want to work with crafting is you have to both have the time to do the thing and to you know either film the thing or write the thing rather than if you're now i'm trying to think of what else you could be an influencer well, I'm probably see, I'm just so... putting down influencers now. I don't mean to. It is like, yeah. like I said, yeah. like it, it is a lot of work. I think a lot of people maybe don't realize that it is a ton of work, even if you're quote unquote, just, you know, a fashion or lifestyle influencer. Where you oh, don't... that's why I would never do it because I know how much work it is. It's yeah. almost like people ask, like, why don't you make your own clothes? It's like, I don't care enough because I know how much work it is. Uh Like if I cared, I would do it because I know how much work it is. But that's the same thing with like making professional TikTok videos or being an influencer. It's like it takes all week. Like it's a full-time job to market yourself on online platforms. And if you're into that and that thrills you and it motivates you and you like making the videos and, and thinking about the shots and the lighting, do it. Like so do it because it could feel amazingly rewarding and could become profitable i am not that person (laughs) i want to be i want to be so much uh instagram posts are basically all i can handle and um anything more i can't do it and again they are lovely they are you know wonderful pictures and uh, your feet always feels curated it is but like my god how many like rejected photos i mean just (laughs) taking the picture of my glass plant that took like two hours (laughs) the self-rejection is real the self-rejection is a whole other episode but uh you don't have to answer if you don't want to but do you have an instance of of rejection that you remember and want to talk about Mm, i mean i got rejected from a ton of theater jobs but i guess that all feels so long ago I don't really viscerally remember the experience as much. Mm-hmm. So, and like in theater, that's one thing they definitely teach you. It's like, get used to being rejected. So it's basically like you get really excited when you actually get accepted because everything else just is rejection. So that's like the <laughs> the the default state is rejected already. So you can't quite feel bad, but you do feel good when you get accepted. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's actually kind of like parts of journalism where you're like, you're either pitching stories or applying for jobs or like when I've pitched books, you you know, when I started pitching for my first book, I was really used to rejection because like that's part of journalism, just because like even if you pitch an idea at a meeting in the morning and it might not fit into it, so you're very used to no's, which is, which is good. But if say that you hadn't been accepted into the art show that you're going to do, which I know would be actually really horrible since 
as far as I remember, they asked you first. So be really Yeah, weird. exactly. There was no accepting <laughs> process. And then the other one that I'm doing, you basically buy a table. So you can't get rejected. Oh, actually, I have one. I didn't get into any of the schools I applied for for college. None. Not a single one. Didn't get into any of them. I had to do a second round of late ap- applications. It was super, super stressful because there were only a certain number of schools that accept late applications. So that was awful. Um, so there you go. I didn't get into school either. <laughs> <laughs> but if if you hadn't been like if you'd applied for that art show or next time you apply for one and they say no, what do you, would you apply for another one or would you just be like, all right, that's it. I am now objectively not fit for for art shows. I think I'd apply for another one because art shows and that kind of stuff, it feels pretty low stakes right now and it's very subjective yeah exactly so and then also i'm doing pretty okay if i need to like do an online sale Mm -hmm. then i'd be able to be like oh i'll just sell my stuff online like i feel like i always have a backup so right now i'm like prepping for this one in june that i got invited to and then i'm like if i have i'm all nervous about my prices being too high and then no one buying anything but then i'm like if no one buys anything then i I don't have to like work my butt off for the next one and I'll have plenty of stock and I don't care. Um, And then I can go online if none of that sells. So I think I have a different attitude this point in my life, especially when it's coming to like doing, you know, crafty art shows uh, with stained glass stuff. I have a different attitude about it than I had in the past. But do you think it might also be that thing that you talked about last time that uh, glass isn't your heart art the same way that painting is? Oh, yeah, I could never sell paintings because that is way more like putting it out there. Yeah, it's different. It's different. Like I I feel connected to the stuff I make and I love it and I'm proud of it, but it's it's a different feeling. So in terms of rejection and stuff, I mean, I feel like there are different types of people who deal with rejection differently. Some people completely shut down. Other people just don't seem to care like or or like should. Yeah. They don't seem to care. Maybe they do. And then they crumble, you know, away from public eye. But I think that it's not a universal end all be all of like how to deal with rejection that's healthy or good. I think it's definitely individual based. And that's something that we're talking about here today. You know, rejection sucks (laughs) no matter what. But it's like you have to keep going because like if you let rejection get the best of you, then you either don't find you don't move on with what you're doing, like you don't try more, or it could also be a good thing in that it's showing you a different path. Yeah, it's it's maybe like subbing is more fun, like working part time in a school and then doing other stuff. And you know, this was also like, it's, it it's kind of more like the college thing, because it's a big rejection, because, you know, you would have to wait a long time to reapply. And I had like figured out a plan for the next few years and then all the years after that because I would have, you know, a uh, certification. So it's not just the, like, well, this art show that I was hoping for or this job that I was hoping for or something. You know what I mean? Like it's... Yeah, it's short. It was short term versus long term. Like you would set up this big long term goal and having it then be delayed another year, asterisk maybe, like, mm-hmm. or more that... And then you look at your age and then you start feeling, you know, the whole mortality of life. And then it's just like, <laughs> no biggie. Oh God. <laughs> no biggie. Just, just the rest of my life. And, here. Then you, and then you really do start overthinking it. You're like, you know, am I, 
am I making my chances worse by reapplying every year or am I my, making my, my chances worse if I don't apply? You know, and you just like, and a lot of the time I think it's not that complicated. Like it could be subjective. It could be a technicality. It could be that, you know, my things weren't up to standard, which would really, really hurt to find out. But like they can't accept me to be nice. That's not how it works. And I know that. And I know that from experience. And I know that, you know, sort of intellectually. But I, you know, I want to know so that I can do better. Right? <laughs> like I want to. Well, I mean, if it's a standard thing, you can always get better. Right? Like you could spend the year getting exactly. better. Exactly. Like so... I could I could take um, painting classes or I can be like, oh, they uh, didn't. They they wanted something that was way more transformative or whatever. Like they wanted me to break something that, you know, and again, the prompts will be different, but like to understand, like, no, they, you have to document it differently. Your pictures didn't show the process, you know, whatever. Is there a way you can get a hold of a successful application? Like someone that applied that got through either, you know, in different years? Not to the teaching program. Weirdly, you get to like the fine art programs. You can see um, not through the school, but actually someone started an Instagram with successful applications. Like people can can offer up the stuff that they sent in for the fine arts programs. But, you know, like I said, I've, I've emailed them to ask like, hey, what was what's up, man? Uh, no, that's not what I said. Uh, but like... <laughs> Part of me, tiny part of me, that 84th half of me is kind of hoping that they'll be like, oh, uh, well, we just couldn't open the PDF. Can you set it again? You know, like, or or they'll be like, can you just explain this one thing? Because we don't know uh, what what cotton is or what, you know what I mean? Just like, and then I'll hmm. do a tiny little addition and then, then I'll be in. I don't think that's what happened, but maybe it is. I don't know. Things are so weird. Um, maybe I'll just become like a, a an inspirational sewist and... Everyone will send me uh, money and spools of thread to Instagram. That's how that works, right? <laughs> I mean, careers have been started in stranger ways. Like, that's for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, and <laughs> I don't know. So like, do you do you want to have our listeners send in, like, possible dollars? other times that they've gotten rejected so everyone feels better or do you want to hear like maybe a, a story about rejection and then success afterwards i don't know just maybe either um, either yeah no i would i would love to crowdsourcing hear... some inspiration here <laughs> yeah like i i mean i i guess i will accept you know suggestions for life plans but that's always hard to send in because there are always so many weird like premises for what can work and whatnot but yeah i would love to hear you should start a lobster hatchery <laughs> it's just like just go just completely I do like lobster off the rails and just find something super I have weird lobster pattern pajamas there you go there you go. And then you could be inspired by your lobster brood and become lobster queen. And um, you just make lobster art for the rest of your life. Ooh, and you become a local a legend. Ooh, could you make a lobster out of glass? I could. Like with overlapping. All right. We, yeah, no, now I'm just trying to avoid talking about the subject. But yes, I would love to. And and we don't have to like read your stories on the air if you don't want us to. But I would love to hear your stories of of rejection both like that led to good things or led to bad things or your tips for getting over it. Like even if it's, you know, I, I joke almost every time things go bad that I am very lucky because I have lots of pottery to smash when I'm having a bad day. 
uh, and then I'll make art of it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I would I would love to hear hear your stories, dear listener. <laughs> and if you would like to go and share those stories, um, well, first, you can find our show notes over at relay.fm slash make do. And we are make do pod on Twitter and Instagram. And um, you can send over those stories to make do pod at gmail.com. You can find us individually at Tiff Arment or Julia Scott, S-K-O-T-T, if you want to send Julia some words of encouragement, <laughs> advice, or maybe some emoji hugs, that might be nice. And until then, we will be back in a fortnight. Um, I don't know what we're going to be talking about next week, but hopefully it is something that is moving forward, up and onward, or you got a crazy surprise that you um, things turned around. So who knows? But yeah, if, if way, you're listening and you have a teacher program in Sweden for me, please, please accept me. <laughs> um, yeah, send over those suggestions. Or if you are you want to become friends with Julia because you um, go over applications at the Swedish <laughs> teachers program. Um, and also go make sure you make and do. Don't yes. forget to always, always make and do. Yes. Or or take a pause because you're sad, but then make and do. <laughs>